Shaloha and welcome. I'm your co-host, lover of life and all things magical, Mermaid Chelsea. And I'm Blake, dive master, freediver, artist, and conservationist. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect women from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy environmental news of the week. <gasps> happy New Year! <laughs> New Year! This is Happy New Year's news. Ooh. So a poll was taken in Britain to all adults. I think it was like 2,000 adults or something like that. And it showed that 40% say that their New Year's resolutions involve living a greener lifestyle. Almost half of humans in in Britain. Right. Wow. That that it's at the forefront of their mind so much that they're like, oh, this is my resolution. Yeah. So I have some stats here that are kind of cool and they're like little ideas too. Give them to me. So um 25% of them said they plan on using colder wash cycles to clean their clothes, which is so simple. Yeah. Such an easy switch. Um, 45% plan to reduce their meat intake Mm. or have like a meatless day in the week, Nice, which is great. 33%, um, pledge to use reusable water bottles. Nice. Hey, we sell those, don't we? (laughs) To save the mermaids logo. They're adorable. So I keep going. Yes. We should really shameless plug. (laughs) Call Britain. Call Britain. (laughs) Um, 25% pledge to take shorter showers, which I can't (laughs) do. It's okay. You, you, in other ways. Yeah. I'll I'll do other things. Sorry, water. Um, 24% plan on growing their own veggies, which is a lot of people actually. Um, 56% said they just want a better understanding of their central heating units in order to conserve their energy responsibly, Hmm. which man, these people are thinking Mm -hmm. way to use your noggins. Yep. Um, 75% said normally they quit resolutions, but this year is different because we have to come together to save the planet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> cheers to you. Cheers. <laughs> cheers to Britain. All right. 44% said combating climate change is their reason for resolutions. Mm. So everything going on in the news and the political climate, ah, have driven them to want these to be their resolutions instead of the normal I love that stuff just imagine where we'll be in a hundred years if people just already start caring in our generation it's such a big difference from like when we were 10 to now oh totally it's amazing yeah and then 41 percent want just a positive impact on wildlife Isn't that the best poll in the world? Wildlife, (laughs) this makes my heart so happy. I know, I know. So, um, what's your sustainable New Year's resolution? (sighs) So, I don't know if you guys know, but Chelsea knows because I just did her eyelashes. Um, (laughs) But on the side, rather than doing all of my ocean things, you do have to be dry sometimes. So, when I'm dry, I am an eyelash artist. in case you didn't know. Um, but I wanted to make sure that every single product that I use is eco-conscious and eco-friendly. So I literally found plastic free, like cling wrap for eyelash lifts and tints. Um, I found these super cool biodegradable eyelash extensions, uh, because most eyelash eyelash extensions are made out of either mink fur, which is awful or PBT, which literally never biodegrades ever. Um, and the ones that we do, they biodegrade in 20 years, or if a fish eats them, they break down instantly. 
I in love acid. That. Isn't that cool? I it is really cool, but I want to go back to the vision of just millions of eyelashes <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Like, you <laughs> imagine like 500 because you know eyelashes just became huge what like 10 years ago yeah. oh no yuck yuck <laughs> anyways so I made my whole business completely eco-friendly start to finish like literally hand out bamboo like brush wands everything um but personally I was really inspired I think that it'll come out next week at the time of this airing by um mermaid who was it Felicia with fins Oh yeah. Yeah. And she, I just, I don't really, I love feeling beautiful, but I don't really know how (laughs) girl same. (laughs) Um, but she was talking about all of these amazing and she's already done the research for me. Cause you know, your girl's lazy. Um, but she had a bunch of really cool ideas on how to use really eco-friendly products for beauty. So I want to next year start focusing on like skincare and like making myself feel beautiful because your girl has sun damage right but I know that she said the most eco-friendly thing that you can use is what you already have so once all my makeup is finished and all those products that have plastics and harmful chemicals and stuff like that I'm gonna replace it with one of the things on her little list of reviews I love that idea So I'm going to feel pretty and help the planet at the same time. I think that's great. That's like a resolution that makes you feel good and you actually feel good. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I love that. Can I steal? Totally. That mine? <laughs> we'll start, we'll start texting each other the cool new things that we buy okay. and then we'll tell the podcast. I love that. <laughs> what um, is yours? So along with that one, now that one's my new one. Um, <laughs> I pledged to, so I really love seafood. Mm. I really do. I love a good fish, but I'm really bad at being responsible about where I get my seafood Mm, doing the research yeah doing the research knowing the um the logos and the stamps and just the labeling itself on the things that I buy I really want to get better about being more conscious about buying fish from sustainable fishers from responsible fishermen um buying locally if I can so that's where I'd like to start is seafood have you heard of seafoodwatch.org yeah there's an app Mm-hmm. And so I heard, I haven't really used it, but I heard that if you're buying food from a grocery store rather than like a local spear fisherman, you know, for those people who don't live coastal, yeah. um, that you can actually scan the barcode and it has a list of like its environmental impacts. So that's a really cool one for people who are going to do the same uh, thing as you for the new year. I love that. Let's drop that website and app Perfect. in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> So we are back again with Katie Moffat, the CEO and founder of Moffat's Mermaids, pretty much one of the most badass CEOs that we know. The bossiest <laughs> of babes. Y'all are too kind. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back on. I'm so excited. Um, if you don't know who I am, hello, I'm Katie. And <laughs> I am the owner, founder, and CEO of my own scuba company called Moffitt's Mermaids. And I'm just so excited to be talking about sustainable tourism on this podcast with you guys. <laughs> This is such a hot topic. I think this is really going to be a big knowledge nugget episode for us. I feel like there's going to be a lot of us going, what? Huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> Cause this is, this is important. Everybody travels and everybody that travels uses a lot of stuff. We go through so much when we leave our home. So I'm really interested 
to hear what you have to say. Yeah, let's let's dive in, right? Yeah. <laughs> AKA mermaids. Yes, right. <laughs> Are we surprised? <laughs> yeah. So uh something that I feel like is a good like mood setter when you're thinking about travel once you get to a place most people I would say are in the vacation mindset and they're just thinking okay I'm only here for a little while and I'm just gonna it doesn't matter what trash I leave or even passing trash on the beach and they're saying like okay that's not my trash but in actuality you should pick it up friend because it's your planet. We're all here. And even if it wasn't your trash, maybe it was blown out of a trash can and someone actually did throw it away, but now it's on the beach again. And now it could go in the ocean and just getting out of that vacation mindset of you're only here for a short time to make it better for everyone else that comes after you. And also the locals that live there and you want to be a part of and give back to that community that you do have the opportunity to be a part of. Absolutely. And that's a great topic too. We've talked before about the disassociation between people that live near the ocean or even, I mean, really it happens with them too. People kind of have this separation of the ocean is not my home. It's kind of this thing that's far away. I don't really have to worry about it. And I think that transfers into tourism as well. Cause you go and you have fun and you don't live there, like you said. So you don't really care all that much to you know you don't want to come out of your fun vacation zone to be like well let's go pick up the beach but you should (laughs) you need to pick up the trash I totally agree too because yeah it's just you're only there for a short amount of time and you just don't see the effects that it has long term I think is a big part of it too because once you notice these things like for example going on airplanes do you notice that all the food is wrapped in plastic and you have the plastic wear and how much and it's not just your airplane it's every airplane that's going out every day and then when you get to your hotel you're like oh awesome I have an ocean view this is great things are wonderful and then you see all the single-use plastic shampoo bottles and conditioners and whatever and you're like oh sick okay now I can take that on whatever like trip and it's literally just a single use bottle and ends up being trash anyway. So it's like, okay, free things, but it's not very sustainable in the end. And let's be real. That shampoo sucks. Like (laughs) I have never liked hotel shampoo. (laughs) Can I just say that I am actually one of those people who is like pumped every time I get it because I love little things like anything that's the wrong size. I'm so excited about it. So this one is going to be a rough one for me to not pick up every shampoo bottle I ever see at a hotel because I'm like, it's adorable. Maybe just the extra small ones. (laughs) Just the pure plastic. Literally no, no, no shampoo in it whatsoever because it's too small. (laughs) The small pea size one, you know, whatever. (laughs) And I will say from, so I've traveled uh, quite a bit. And one of the places I had the opportunity to go to was uh, Southern Africa. And I did my conservation internship when I was a junior in college. And that just really instilled sustainable tourism in me and even after that trip because we got to go to an orphanage and got to give back and like play with all the kids for like a day and then part of our funds actually went to food for them and then just being able to go to these different like game reserves it was a such a good trip and I even became like vegetarian after that trip because I just saw like how much conservation wise like how much water you can save by not eating meat even like one day a week you know and it's so it's just really cool to see that 
on a conservation standpoint, like when you go travel, you can make a bigger difference than you're only here for a week. It, it does affect the area you're in. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have such good stories. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So I think a big takeaway just from what you've said so far is to respect the area you're in, you know, wherever you're going, if you're going to Africa or if you're going to Kansas or if you're having a staycation, like somebody lives there and you need to take care of it. And they would like to continue to live there. And the animals too would like a nice clean home to stay in, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then um, going into plastics, all the plastics. Just here, and maybe I should say it in like a Darth Vader voice, like plastics, you know? <laughs> oh, plastics. That was a great Darth Vader. You're welcome. I am here for the impressions, obviously. <laughs> but going, we'll just jump into it. Uh, so we all know plastics are horrible, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope you have at least a little, you know, nugget of knowledge where you're, you're like, okay, maybe using more sustainable options or just even not using plastic at all. And so when you are traveling, I think that's a big part is instead of taking the single use plastics, you could provide your own or just refuse it. Cause you know, the old, like reduce, reuse, reduce, recycle, right? Well, recycling in theory is so good, but if you go to like third world countries that don't have a recycling system set up. So you might be thinking like, oh, well, I'm just gonna use this plastic water bottle, but I'll recycle it, it's okay. And a lot of times it might be mixed items or it might be items that are, they can recycle part of it, but not really. And they're really gonna have to like go in there to like separate it out. It's not even worth it. And realistically, it's not gonna get recycled. So even though you're like, yeah, recycle, it's just best to refuse it if you can. Um, or are you going to say the exact same thing about Probably. all of our issues in Hawaii? Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've literally been sending all of this quote unquote recyclable material to China and then they're just dump putting it in a dump because they can't handle the massive amount of waste that we as Americans have at this time. So even in very first world countries, let alone places that can't afford to set up a really great recycling system, it's definitely a problem. So even coming to Hawaii, don't expect whatever you put into the recycling bin to actually be recycled. That's why the number one point of that saying is reduce. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth mentioning that all of this goes only if there's a recycle bin where you are. I know I am plenty guilty of, oh, there's only a trash can here. I guess that's where I'm throwing all my stuff. So that is definitely something to be aware of and something that really does require um, a call for change in your lifestyle as far as bringing um, a receptacle or a bag with you to put your recyclables in to take to a responsible place, which is a little bit of an inconvenience and people are going to hate that, but we need to, like Blake just said, other countries are overwhelmed and obviously we are overwhelmed. So something needs to change and we are going to be the ones that have to do it. It's up to the mermaids to save the seas. All the mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's absolutely right too. It's like, okay, it's a small inconvenience for us, but making that change. And that's the biggest thing. Like if you get anything 
from this podcast, like this episode specifically, it's like, just start small. Mm. You don't like, I always say I'm an imperfect conservationist. Mm. No one is perfect. Like, have I used a water bottle in my life? Of course I have. I was a child and, and, you know, like everywhere you go, you've used plastic at some point and you don't have to be perfect to start switch. Like we'll get into the different items you can like switch over to. And yeah, literally bringing like a tote bag that folds down. Like I would carry one around with me when I traveled and I would use it as my grocery bag. So like when I went to get groceries, cause I would usually stay in hostels and stuff. When I would travel, you get groceries, you make it at home so easy or if you're at the farmer's market like you have that tote already you don't have to use their bags and it's something so small and such an easy switch that like okay like this is very doable and you can use it forever you know so yeah it's really good options you guys um I also have some plastic statistics if y'all would love to hear them I think we don't want to hear them that's okay Um, so I got these from the World Wildlife Fund of Australia on these. Uh, so if this is just talking about how long it takes certain things to break down. So plastic bags, it takes 20 years to break down per bag. Um, coffee to go cups, you know, those like paper ones that you're like, great, it's paper. Awesome. Well, it's plastic lined. So it's not really doing the recycle, it's not really going to get, um, become biodegradable is what I'm trying to say. So that takes 30 years no. to break down 30. Those are the ones wow. we feel the best. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Um, plastic straws, I feel like has been a big, obviously a lot of people know about it. There's been a lot of hype, you know, save the turtles, obviously. And the reason, because it takes 200 years per plastic straw to break down. Stop. <laughs> Just, just stop. Two hundred <laughs> years. Oh wait, there's more. <laughs> um, and then a lot of people know about the six ring like can uh, holders, which I feel like more people have gotten better about uh, cutting them, mm-hmm. at least if they use them and then trying to recycle them. It takes four hundred years. Holy shit! To break down those guys. Yep. Oh. So you're like great, 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 great. Awesome. Grandchild (laughs) could legit pick up your beer holder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. I got a couple more. So (laughs) Uh, plastic cups take 450 years Mm -hmm. to break down. Like all those single use ones you'll get at restaurants (sighs) or wherever. Uh And the last but not least, I was most surprised by this one. Plastic toothbrushes take 500 years <gasps> to break down plastic toothbrushes that means every toothbrush you've ever used in your entire life is still on this planet and will continue to be on this planet for a very long time <laughs> this is uh, don't cry <laughs> this this is worse than the shell episode <laughs> like, i am so embarrassed mm-hmm. for us as people <laughs> just like how did we create something from the earth that is so lasting and damaging 
I really might cry. I know. It's, it's shocking, it's, honestly. I think when you said like the visualization of every, like I remember my favorite little toothbrush when I was a little kid. You know, I had like, I think it was like pink and it had one of the Disney princesses on it or something. And in my mind, just you saying that's still here. I thought, oh, well, I threw it, you know what I mean? It's thrown away. So it's gone because it's not in my reality, but it's in our reality. It is somewhere. Yeah. Oh, baby girl. Oh, oh, God, God, God. God. Really <laughs> I just, oh, God, I hate this so much. Okay. It just, it really, yeah, it really hits home mm-hmm. when you really think about it like that. And looking, like, doing my, like, research to be on this, I was like, wow. Like, I had to remind myself the same thing. Just, it's so crazy how long those can stay on the planet. And obviously, we're imperfect conservationists. But you can start making those changes so we don't continue to have waste and trash and when you travel so and I think that one of the really beautiful things to imagine also is it does it takes five what was that the longest one was like 500 years to break down and that's terrifying but still that time is going to pass whether we're here or not whether we make these decisions or not it's all about the type of future that you want to create so if you think about it and people just stop using plastic in the next hundred years that means in 600 years the plastic would be broken down, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just that we as humanity have to make a conscious decision to make all of those little tiny decisions to create what we want to be in the future for seven generations down. And I feel like it really is a monumental task. Like when you think of what we're used to living on this planet in 2021 and how we enjoy our lives and how we kind of go at the pace we're going when you think about those things, you know, I remember when Starbucks got rid of most of their straws, people were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the, f- I can't get a straw yeah. with my chai. But it's like, we really do need to re- rewire our brains. I just had like a real re- emotional reaction to the, the result of these things. And I feel like if we can make these little changes and suffer through these little inconveniences, we we're going to make a pretty serious change, but we aren't going to see it, mm-hmm. which is absolutely crazy that it's gone that far. Yeah. Like literally, I totally agree with everything y'all are saying too. And making those small changes, but also um, it's, this isn't about politics or anything, but it's just having that legislation in place and continue promoting for conservation mm-hmm. wherever you live too, you know, and making sure you're like, looking at who you're voting for and I'm happy we live in the U.S. and we have that opportunity to vote in a place like that and so just making sure you're like you're looking for those more conservation focused individuals too so even though you're down here it's kind of like you're doing the grunt work you know you're doing the everyday small changes they can be making those big changes that really affect a lot of people too yeah yeah for sure and I think one really cool uh, example of that would be in Hawaii, you know, whenever I go to my favorite acai bowl place on the North shore, it's, it looks like plastic, like a plastic cup. And I'm like, oh, I forgot my reusable, whatever, because I always forget my reusable, whatever, <laughs> but it's made from plants because Hawaii, uh, banned, you know, using plastic bags. And it's so looked down upon here that it's really magical to see that with, for just a little bit more, we can replace that, but businesses tend to go with what's the cheapest, right? So if plastic is the cheapest, then that's what they go for. But then when it's mandated, um, just like protecting the dolphins just happened here, you know, a couple months back, that it's that same idea that 
if we all do something imperfectly, it's better than only one person far away doing one thing perfectly. Absolutely. Well said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the, yeah, that's the biggest like takeaway. And so when you're traveling, um, that like Blake mentioned as well, (laughs) forgetting her straws or whatever cups might be, um, that could be something you can pack on your next trip. So you could be packing a, there's like metal, glass, silicon straws that you can bring with you. You can bring your own utensils with you. So you're not using the single use utensils every time you go out to eat or if you get takeaway or whatever food. So it's just, once again, making those small changes and noticing. I think that's a big thing is people just don't even, we're so used to it. Everything's in plastic. Mm -hmm. Everything's made of plastic. Once you start noticing how much is literally plastic filled or containers or anything, you'll start to be like, whoa, okay. Like, actually I don't need that in having a minor inconvenience and you can be like, okay, actually I have my own utensils. Thanks. That's okay. And even if you don't speak the same language, like I promise you can probably get through to them, you know? And it's only a minor inconvenience until you change your mindset. You know, the first couple of times I definitely, when I started using metal straws, I was like, how the fuck am I going to clean this now? Like, I can't put this back in my purse, but you just make time, like go to the water fountain or whatever. Like, it's not that bad. It's like an extra two (laughs) seconds out of my life. And they have those little metal cleaners too, that like the straw ones do. And so, yeah, if you forget it, obviously it's just like, (laughs) well, that's what we're doing. We're putting the soap in there, you know, and (laughs) making it work. Um, Another big one is plastic water bottles, which I definitely feel like people have gone more on board with reducing that by using your reusable water bottle when you go travel. And I know if you're anything, I drink probably about a gallon of water a day. So I have 32 ounce water bottle. That's not small, but I choose that inconvenience because I can fill it up in airports and you save money. Like Mm -hmm. you save money by not buying the water bottle. And when you go out to like wherever and you're hiking, you'll have your reusable water bottle and you just fill it up. And I know there's some places around the world traveling that people are unsure of like, oh, I don't know if the water's clean or like there's different items you can buy. Like, I don't know if y'all have heard of the SteriPen. That's like one I've used where you it's a item that's about like five inches or so. And you literally just hold it in your water bottle and if you got it from a stream, it's like great for camping too. And it sterilizes your water instantly. So even if you fill it up from a tap, you can literally have sterile water and it's completely drinkable. And there's a couple other items like life straws, another one, um, and then different like water bottles too, that you can buy that have the own filter in it. So it's reusable and you don't have to buy water bottles. I am so glad that you shared that because pretty much everywhere that I travel is not safe drinking water. Like you can die. (laughs) Um, Cause I like your girl likes the third world, maybe considered fifth world countries. Right. But I have a life straw and that is like, I usually, I used to think it was only for camping, not realizing, Hey, when I'm literally in the middle of downtown Cairo, I can put this nasty water and put that in. And it's fine. It's amazing that it's really, it makes you realize how, reliant we have become on the the system you know what I mean of oh well because I'm in Egypt I have to use a plastic water bottle that's just the way it is because the water is 
I mean, you'll get, you'll get mad poops and you could die. You know what I mean? <laughs> or it's not your usual food and you go for the plastic wrap food versus mm. like the local at the farmer's market. You're like, oh, not sure. And so it's not your normal. So you're going for this because mm-hmm. it's, you're on vacation, right? Yeah. You're traveling. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't know if you want to, maybe we can link those things at the bottom of the show notes, or I think some of the items that you're going to mention in this episode, including the straws and um, the sandy pen, we'll put on our website too, on the shop yeah tab so people can just go right there and just just get one all the sustainable <laughs> things you'll be like wait they talked about this okay I yeah, that, you know. <laughs> just stock up and then you're ready to go and yeah. you don't even have to have a learning curve yeah and it just makes it's a nice like self um assurance almost that like when you're traveling you're like wow okay I'm not putting more waste out there. I'm not like, it makes you feel better to travel too. And that you're like, okay, I'm trying to help this community as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can just go into next kitty girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> drop, drop those knowledge nuggets. Um, my next big point is just research, research, research where mm-hmm. you're going, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so when you're going to different countries, this has always been something my mom taught me and I'm sure a lot of people too, um, you should research like the cultures you're going into and yes. just making sure you're not going to offend anyone for showing a spare shoulder that is on a tank top or something. I don't know. One arm tank top, who knows, but <laughs> like that sexy ankle though. I have gotten, I've legit gotten in trouble for my ankle one time. So it's true. You mm-hmm. got to pay attention or showing the bottom of your foot in some cultures is super offensive. Yeah. Yep. Didn't know that one. Yeah. Oh if you sit like that, like with your foot up and have your foot facing towards someone in Egypt growing up there, <laughs> side note, my mom um, was super tired on, I don't know what it is in English, like a subway. And so she was sitting down and she had her one foot up on her knee. And so her, the, the bottom of her foot was facing towards the left-hand side. Every woman in that area moved <laughs> to the other side of the track. Oh my goodness. And we had no idea why. And that's why, you know, those little books like Lonely Planet, I just love them so much because they really make you not an annoying American, you know, just a regular American, not an obnoxious one. <laughs> I like it normal. We're normal. I promise. Yeah. And that's absolutely right. Um, I forgot the one, there's another book I used when I went to Greece. It starts with a T we'll figure it out eventually. Maybe by the end of this <laughs> podcast, it'll come to me. Um, but it's very similar to the lonely planet and just reading on the culture and reading like, okay, these are amazing, like artifacts. Maybe you can go and visit, but also knowing like very obvious one for most churches, you should probably be a little more covered, you know? And so that goes into sustainable tourism that even though it's not your religion, you're there and you're experiencing it and you want to respect it as well. That happens a lot here on Hawaii because there is a lot of um, sacred land and um, it's open to people going on it sometimes, but people like a lot of tourists that don't know any better really just go and tromps through it and it's very disrespectful and, you know, people get offended and it's, it's just like, you don't know what you don't know. Like do the research, even if you're just going on a day hike, research the hike. What is that area going to be? I think that's really important. It takes literally five minutes Mm -hmm. you most likely have a phone you can google it you have a computer on you (laughs) maybe multiple computers who knows you know like and it literally just takes that like two second 
check to be like, okay, are we good to be on this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can I say that it actually makes you more excited about it? Like there's something about the anticipation of like, you know, I know I'm going on this trip and I know that I really want to do this specific hike and it means this having that knowledge. It's empowering to make you more excited about what you're going to be doing rather than just, oops, I accidentally stomped on top of a heyao, like a, a holy place in Hawaii. And I didn't know about it rather than being like, Hey, let's go hike to this heyao. It's beautiful. If it's open to tourists being in the area at the time, it yeah. just, it, it makes you more pumped about it, which is exciting. Yeah. Because you could be learning the history on it too. And that's, ah, it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then something else that's cool when you're researching, you might find that there's different cultural events that are going on when you're there, you know, for example, I really want to go to this. It's in Thailand. Uh, they have their water gun festival that's in <laughs> April. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. okay save the mermaids list <laughs> let's save go the mermaids the trip. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so oh man one of my friends recommended it to me and it's basically the thai uh new year so it's really cool it's just for like a weekend in april and they're literally spraying water guns like everyone has water guns the entire weekend and so it's just like a time of like growth and you have hope for the new year and it was on my list pre-COVID things uh, to do. And I'm, I will get there at when the weekend is in April. And so you might find cool events like that happening. Or when I was in Austria for Christmas, I was just like walking around the Christmas markets and there happened to be, I don't know if y'all know of like Krampmas. Um, <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were having a huge parade that was just happening when I was in Salzburg and I had no idea. I just happened to be there. And it was terrifying at first <laughs> because it was the first week of December and I was like, this is like Christmas. And it <laughs> this is like really scary kind Wait, of Christmas. Can, for those of us who don't know what this is, can you tell us? So no, you go, you were there. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know, honestly, the full history. Cause I didn't, I didn't even realize it. And you might spontaneously be there, but it's supposed to be like the evil Santa basically. Yeah. yeah. And so people are just walking around in these huge, costumes like furry costumes with crazy looking faces and you're like this is Christmas it was the first week of December and I was just very confused and I love Halloween don't get me wrong it's my favorite <laughs> holiday but like but what December yeah do you have anything else to add oh about? yeah it's so the Krampus yeah like you said just like a big creature evil thing um I would recommend just watching all the movies there's movies yeah there's a like a legit Christmas horror movie called The Krampus. Oh, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Blake can't. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movies yet, but honestly, I mean, because I'm a big scary movie fan, yeah, but same. none of my roommates are. It's unfortunate, but that's okay. Kick you know. them out. I know. Yeah. I'll be like, gotta get out for a night, you know? <laughs> and like stuff like that, you would never have known if you hadn't have been there. And I feel like as travelers, we, it's our responsibility to be students of culture and the earth and it's like our responsibility to learn that kind of stuff at least a little just doing even just basic research when you go somewhere because you're going to learn something awesome like you learned something awesome I remember I was in Spain during the running of the bulls I had no idea it was terrifying but it was like what I was in Spain during running of the bulls <laughs> that's my story now this huge event that like a lot of people go to yeah. and you just happen to be there and so cool no idea yeah so it's like stuff like that you never know what you're gonna run into you could like Blake was saying 
um, looking into the sacred lands, or even like you said, the churches, you might end up being invited into this crazy, like a ritual of some sort, or like invited to witness something nobody ever has in your family. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to be said for knowing what's going on. And uh, it's just so exciting. And then all the things I just love, <laughs> love the research and kind of one part you talked about too. Um, when you're also researching, if you're going to use different tour companies and whatnot, looking if they are conservation forward mm-hmm. and they're not greenwashing. And if you don't know what greenwashing is, is just making sure they're basically their actions are like backing up what they're saying. Um, and so when, you know, for example, there's a lot of different tour companies, even out here in Hawaii, that we now have the new laws with the spinner dolphins that they have to stay away. And if they come up, you need to leave and just respect their space and their boundaries. And it's things looking into the companies and making sure that they are actually following those rules. And if you can't be there on the island to like follow through, just like look at reviews, ask people if you know them on the island and see if they give back the conservation funds or like, do they do community events that like beach cleanups? And that's something so easy and it does make a difference. So looking for companies that are more sustainable as well. Absolutely. Do you have any tips for us? Um, Say I was going to be going to another country on how to actually find out if they're greenwashing, if I don't know in, like, I don't know anyone in that area. Yeah. um, So basically really researching that company and that's going on their website because there'll be times where people are like eco-friendly dolphin tour, you know, and then you go and you really try and like pinpoint like, okay, you're saying eco-friendly, where are your standards? Where are you giving back? Where Like I do like pretty good research if I'm going to go on a snorkel tour or whatever, you know, kind of tour group. Cause I usually backpack and I'm on my own. I'm not in like a big tour company. And so really just making sure it's just a part of that research and just seeing like the actions, that's the biggest giveaway for me. If they're like, yeah, every time we have people on, we donate to this shark conservation fund. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yes. I would hundred percent rather go with you small business, obviously always small business versus big company that might be a little bit cheaper and more availability, I'd rather make the point to go with this other sustainable company. Yeah. 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 And then um, another part two is something that I really love and I really try and make a point when traveling is volunteering when you go to a different place. So it could be something so easy as, I mean, we have beach cleanups here in Hawaii. There's lots of beach cleanups around the world too. And even go into like a humane society and go walk a dog for an hour. Like how fun would that be? And like such a magical experience that like, say you were in Thailand and you found a humane society and you're like, do you need anyone to like help you walk dogs for a day? You know, can we help you? And you get to take a dog to the beach and you get to hang out with a dog for a while. Like how amazing (laughs) is that? (laughs) And I think that kind of acts too as a, like a give back or a thank you for your time in that place. Like Thank you so much for letting me come experience your area, do all the fun things. I had a great time. Let me just do this one little thing. It's like, what episode were you talking, Blake, about, oh, like passing when you're going foraging? Yeah, the sweet grass. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, is was really important, like when I was growing up, was if you go to an area of sweet grass, you leave 
the first plant that you see and you continue on your way as a, as a symbol of gratitude. So it's the same idea of being like, necessarily you're, you're only taking what you need, but you're also giving back and just being grateful because we're like in Hawaii, we're based on tourism, right? So I am always so grateful when a tourist comes and visits our Island, because that's what keeps me employed. That's Mm -hmm. what keeps my oceans. I mean, sometimes unhealthy, but also sometimes healthy because you can either use that tourist money with like terrible things, or you can use that terror, that, um, tourist money, (laughs) (laughs) that tourist money for really magical things. Like Katie says, and which I know that you do with your own scuba company is ocean cleanups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we just had one, um, in, when was it, uh, the end of October. Uh, so it was on Halloween and it was just so fun. Like it was, it was great because we went out there and we were just sifting through microplastics like literally and we actually had a family come up and they were like oh what are you doing and we had some extra like metal sifters and we're like do you want to like help for a little while and they did they cleaned up like a part of the beach and brought back the microplastics and it was just a nice way to get involved with the community too and just being like oh you're just traveling like yeah you want to help out that's fantastic yeah good for Mm -hmm. them (laughs) and so just doing once it just goes back to research so like you can research what area you're going to be in and just see if there are any of those events like any way you can volunteer and give back and because I totally agree with Chelsea just being it's just a way to say thank you thank you for letting me experience your culture your people your animals your just whole environment that's so different than mine and like being able to be in a place like that like it's incredible I think good stories come out of that kind of stuff too. Like we talk about when you're in the ocean and you're diving, picking up what you see, you know, the fishing lines or the trash or whatever. And the ocean really does pay you back. You know, it might send a whale shark your way or whatever. I think that family that came to sift with you, who knows what, like who they were talking to was like, oh, I talked to this local and we learned all these things. And it was all because we sat down and helped for two minutes. Like you never know what's going to happen. It's so simple and literally, yeah, like so easy. And yeah, I totally agree. Like, I remember there was one time we were just side note, um, at electric and I think I just like finished like cutting some fishing line off a coral and, uh, we saw like two spotted eagle rays. Not one, but two. (laughs) It was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, the other things I could touch on are the products you can make it easy switch to. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Lay them out for us, and we will link them either in the show notes or just throw them on our. I'll probably put. I'll probably put uh, all the links to all of your sustainability ideas into the show notes, and then I'll put on the shop page everything just under like Katie's awesome travel tips. <laughs> <laughs> all the travel. Uh, so yeah, we'll just get into it. Um, the first one, remembering the sad fact about toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can switch over to bamboo toothbrushes <laughs> so with bamboo toothbrushes um there a lot of these companies i'm gonna mention they have quite a few of the same things a lot of them do have bamboo toothbrushes um the one i actually just recently got it's from this company it's called me uh mother earth and really nice company the toothbrush is fantastic uh it literally i felt no difference than my normal toothbrush to the bamboo one. So I highly recommend getting that because it's also completely biodegradable. So it will break down at the end of its life. Um, and then with that, you can also get a wooden toothbrush holder because thinking on your like traveling, all your toiletries, right? Um, it's mostly plastic and mostly like plastic things to hold your other 
things, right? And so uh, that's another one <laughs> that made so true. <laughs> I literally have plastic holding my plastic. Yeah, like, yo, dog, I heard you like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that made sense. I was like, plastic holding plastic, yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so another one um, is the woe lifestyle. Um, so sorry, the woe lifestyle is the toothbrush and the me mother earth is the container I used it. So I switched out my plastic toothbrush traveling container to that one. And once again, works great. Already used it and it's super awesome. Um, and then another one would be uh, floss. Think of the little container of floss that like you get, um, there is actually silk dental lace you can use. And that's the name of the company's uh, dental lace. And they have like, I think they have charcoal ones too. And they have like normal silk one. It comes in a little glass container. So that's also just such an easy switch. And I'm trying to remember the statistic on it. It was, oh gosh, I read it the other day. It was something along the lines of if every American floss their teeth like they're supposed to, it would fill up, the plastic containers would fill up a football field six stories high every year. Oh. Or in a lifetime, sorry, in a lifetime. Thank God we don't floss. Yes, like <laughs> we used to, or we should. That's what I said too. I was like, well, <laughs> all the dentists listening are going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> Don't mind us. Okay. Oh, I'm doing the earth a favor by right. <laughs> sustainability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's such an easy one too. And I don't know about y'all, but like if I get new products, because obviously I'm just a sustainable nerd and I get super excited. I when I get these, make a point to get these products, I want to use them. So uh, my uh, dentist listening, um, I've definitely been flossing more. So because I have <laughs> sustainable floss now. So it's really fun. <laughs> And then another one you can do, I don't know, if, like I had seen like little commercials about this and I had to like give it a try is Too Faced. So in glass containers, um, there's the crushable toothpaste. And so you literally, you take the tablet, you uh, just take it and you start <laughs> biting down and you just crush it, crush it, crush it until there's like no solid left. And then you literally just put your toothbrush in and start uh, brushing around. And then there you go, that's your toothpaste. It was a little weird. I will say to start, I was thinking, I was like, what am I doing? Okay. Um, and, but it, I would say it took me about a week and a half to kind of get used to it. Um, and then it's really cool too, with the couple of stores on this island, shout out, um, Protea, I want to say is how you say their name, right? Uh, zero Waste and Keep It Simple are two zero waste stores on uh, Oahu that they actually have refill stations. So you have your glass container. Okay. You used up all your toothpaste. You can just go refill it. So you're not getting another container and you're just filling it up. Yeah. That makes me so excited because I'm not going to lie. I'm I've always seen all of the videos of the toothpaste, um, you know, popping up on Instagram or whatever, but I was looking up shipping for one little jar for like what, 30 days. And it was like $30. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to pay a dollar a day to brush my teeth kind of thing. Right. But being able to just like you did do a tiny bit of research. I just didn't think, let me look up zero waste. I bet they would have toothpaste, right? Mm -hmm. Done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Literally so easy. And I totally agree though, because a lot of, I think that actually is a big deterring thing for people to become more sustainable or like what I've had my experience of like being vegetarian. It's like, it could be more expensive depending on what the item is, but you got to think like long game versus short game, mm -hmm. long game you're helping the earth 
it's probably going to last longer. You're probably going to be able to reuse it or fill it up in that case versus short game. Well, it's cheaper and I just need it. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to be inconvenienced, you know? So that's the other thing. It's like any of these items I'm mentioning, you don't have to go out and be the perfect conservationists literally just go out and switch your toothbrush mm-hmm. like go out and switch like try toothpaste and make a tiktok on it i don't know you can make <laughs> it funny it's like just go like see and try it out because that's something else too um something i like about uh the protea store i visited and she made a good point the owner she can't use the floss that is in the sustainable store because she has like a tooth sensitivity something along those lines and I was like, wow, okay. And I'm, I love that she was honest about it because what works for one person might not work for someone else. Right. And just being honest about that too. And so I love seeing that like, okay, like all these things work for me, but maybe you have, I don't know, like wood allergy or like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, I cannot have bamboo in my mouth. <laughs> But at least trying it, like at least give it a go and at least try. So, you know, you tried and don't give up because it was just inconvenient. That's, <laughs> that's excuses. No, but <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to being imperfect, you know, like if you can't, it's understandable, but try and do the research and make a point too. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, yeah. So a few other things. Oh, one thing I found that was super cool the other day from the keep it simple store, they have, uh, this, product it's called last swab it's a reusable q-tip what and that sounds crazy i know (laughs) (laughs) so uh their container of course is made out of recycled ocean plastic because you get in you're like oh plastic now we good and then you go to the q-tip and it tells you like how to clean it like in the um, instructions and of course cardboard packaging and so reusable and it's perfect for travel so you will never need another q-tip again you just have this one and it's great and it's so awesome and you're just like wow you just saved so many q-tips i was literally thinking about last swab last night i was brushing my teeth with my plastic toothbrush and we have (laughs) this uh recycled like yankee candle jar that i put the q-tips in in our bathroom and i was like that's so freaking many that we go through and yeah last swab came to mind i was like maybe that needs to be the next buy so cool yeah yeah Yeah. and if for example um i actually posted about the these sustainable products on my moffat's mermaids instagram page and a girl commented and she was saying that she couldn't use last swab like she tried it and it just wasn't working for her and i was like oh that's okay because there's also bamboo cotton swabs that i found at the other zero waste store and i was like this is perfect so it's really nice finding these stores too because they're becoming more prevalent and there's options there's not just this one and this one only there are other options they have laundry detergent dish soap just face wash different soaps conditioners everything all different and like just so many different options and that's just so nice because i feel like in the past there's been like well you get this one here you go the only soap that's it and it doesn't smell like anything good great (laughs) and I think I think that the exciting thing about having you on for this specific episode is because you're like you're our new year's episode and I feel like one of the most amazing new year's resolutions you can make is don't you don't have to go through and just like get rid of every single plastic thing that you have in your bathroom right now use it because it's already there 
until it's it's done and then don't go buy another plastic toothbrush instead use this as a chance to boom i'm going to switch over to bamboo when my little plastic flossy picks or whatever run out boom try the the tooth lace or what is that what it was tooth lace, <laughs> tooth lace. <laughs> what was it called silky lace dental silk lace. tooth <laughs> dental <laughs> silk t- we were getting there but the thing is is you can be like okay every time one of my very unsustainable products runs out I'm just going to do that as my one new year's resolution oh look I'm out buy something you know on Amazon uh on our website the biggest difference I have seen for me in terms of finding something eco-friendly is I have these laundry detergent like papers is what it, it looks like and I love them so again they're on our shop page but I, I get so itchy from like even the seventh generation detergent. I'm so sensitive to like all laundry detergent, but this super eco-friendly, it comes in a little tiny cardboard box. It's so small and it's a really good price. And boom, I just throw that in easiest change I ever made. And it's saving a bunch of plastic. Mm-hmm. So just one at a time in this new year and imagine the difference you'll be at in 2022. I think that's a really good mindset to have is this can seem really overwhelming and I feel like a lot of conservation stuff can feel overwhelming, but like you said, like, let yourself run out of what you have. Don't freak out. Like, don't go throw everything in the waste bin because that is counterintuitive. (laughs) So use it out, try the new stuff. Hopefully it works. If not, maybe try something else that's reusable, but at least you tried and you didn't freak out about it. I feel like, especially now that it's new year's, people have this at midnight, I'm going to change everything Mm -hmm. and it's all going to be better. When in reality that like, what is the statistic? Like 5% of people <laughs> stick with their new year's resolutions when they dive right in, you know, that's me. I'm always going to be so fit by like, I think January 2nd. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm done here. where's the Oreo? Where's the Oreo? Yeah. But the ice cream. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, good. I could not have said it better. Honestly, that's goes into sustainability too, is like not wasting everything you already have. So what my roommates and I have started doing, cause I'm slowly switching over to uh, obviously being more plastic free and already like making that mindset is just looking around, like literally go walk around your house and go see, oh, I'm almost out of dish soap. Oh, I'm almost out of hand soap, whatever it might be. And yeah, absolutely. Just Use what you have until you don't, and then make that change. Absolutely. Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Sign up for our monthly newsletter full of exclusive content at www.mermaidconservation.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook community page, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, have book club both online and in person, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids!